0: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. Hope everyone had a great Christmas or break. We're back, though, short break for us, for the Intermarché-Wanty-Gobert, a little Boxing Day present, although this will be up after that. Uh, Their team preview for 2022, a team which had some highs and then some lows in 2021, but the highs were really high for a team which, again, incomplete budget information for these teams, but they seem to be firmly on the low end of budgets. And um, around 10 million, 11 million, maybe higher, with Vini Zabu, I think, as a sponsor, or Vini coming in. Anyway, you know how the, what the drill is. We go through their 2021 season, wins, highs, lows, how many jerseys they held. Then we'll do transfers. There's a few interesting ones, actually. And then hot takes, predictions for which riders go to which races, which might be a little bit difficult for us. And this is the, the team that Benji's going to be an expert in because. Belgian team, more Belgian riders. I'm just here for the ride today um and, and you can tell me the history of holbertholsons et etc. but before we get into that, mention our show partner Lacole, who produced performance cycling apparel. They have bundles on at the moment they've got a sport winter bundle where you can pair a sport long sleeve jersey and bib tights together to get yourself a pretty significant discount. There's also a similar bundle for pro aqua zero long sleeve jersey i have one of them it's actually excellent here and pro bib shorts again with a discount so if you want to get a full kit for the new year if you've got new year's resolutions etc there's bundles with steep discounts on Lacole at www.lacol.cc but benji into they want to go back? material gut reaction good season above average or par or bad for the for them for their expectations
1: I find it quite a decent season, but it's difficult to really look at it as simple as results. So, if you look at the actual results, we see that they've got a Giro stage win, which is crazy good for a team like this, Taco van der Hoorn. They've got the Vuelta stage win with Ryan Tarame as well, and if we go even further, we also have another World Tour win with Taco van der Hoorn in the Benelux store. So, that's three World Tour wins for a team that, on paper, was looking like a team that would have it very difficult to get World Tour wins. But, where for me, it's kind of lacking is the victories next to that. So there's no dot pro wins. The other wins are mostly dot one races. Danny Van Poppel taking Bash, Bash, for example. Then talk of on the whole and Omelop Houtland. We've got Binyam Gidemai with his first victory just after joining the team in the Classic Grand besson Sandu. And then we've also got a stage win in Tour de Lain. And that is George Zimmerman, who also did, I think, uh, top 10 in that race and top 5 in uh, Deutschland Tour. So all in all, nine victories in total, eight of which are not NC victories, not national championships. I think that's relatively good for a team like this. There's definitely worse teams out there when it comes to results compared to the team they had.
0: And they also, remember Benji, they stuffed Arctic Race. We'll show it in the video. But you might remember my second edition of Worst Tactics in Cycling. Odd Christian Iking should have won Arctic Race of Norway. Uh, I think Herman's just kept on to it. But there's some bonus second drama there where they kind of stuffed up the last stage. But otherwise, again, Louis Mankey's Benji, he was on for a top 10 at the Vuelta, right? He was looking good. Uh, I see him training all the time. You think these guys who maybe they're not big names, like they're still doing. A guy like him probably doing like 30 hours a week in the winter. Uh, But yeah, unlucky in that aspect. He came 14th in the Tour, which is like that's not not a result. But yeah, I think it's an above-average result just because getting holding the red jersey in the Vuelta where they also had bad luck where Tarame got taken out by a crash and then old Christian Eichen kept it for ages and ages and ages into the third week I think on Coverdonga stage he still had it that's so much more exposure than I assume these 1-1 races that being said these 1-1 races are often in Belgium like Memorial Frank Vandenbroek for their team their sponsors know that's quite good but like that zero stage win is so much, so much exposure because uh, they're just so much bigger yeah. races. But you're right, Benji. For they're not regularly competing and winning at those dot pro races. That being said, they picked up Taco when no one else did. He was on beat cycling, and they picked him up and sort of like almost when the season has started, they picked up. Biniam and where no one else did during the season after he'd signed a four-year deal at Delco, and I don't know what happened there. So they're actually picking up, and, and Taco was their best rider this year. They've got Tarame on a, they did, you know, the, the goal with him is to win a stage. They've got George Zimmerman, <laughs> who's looking really good. I think George Zimmerman's really good, young yeah. yeah. German, 24. I don't I think it's a, team, uh, a season they should be pretty happy with, and it's like, what what can you expect? They're not going to win a world tour stage race. Like, what what else would you want to be seeing here, Benji? Like, Taco or or some classics results? Like a shell Preis top five? Maybe maybe Danny van Poppel did come top five. I mean, he did well at him, I guess. So yeah,
1: I think. Um- I think I'm mainly looking at the riders like Loic Fliegen, which I expected more from this season. I was hoping that Amy right. de Hent would move up as well, and he ended up with a second spot, a third spot. So very close to victories, but not there. And I think in general, just a bit more results when it comes to dot two, perhaps, or even a, a .pro race somewhere. Because to be honest, if you can win a Giro and Vuelta stage, you can probably win a .pro stage somewhere.
0: Yeah, and... There's a lot of guys who are just straight up not World Tour level on this team. Um, Ludwig de Vinter, like guys guys, honestly I've not heard of. Uh, and that's fine because this team's it's not been a World Tour team for very long and they're kind of piecing it together, adding it. Bit. But you're right, Vliegen's one, I think we were high on Benji. I was high on before the season. Lorenzo Rota showed flashes. I think Tudor was was a little bit disappointing because they actually were quite strong. Yeah. And they had like maybe Hermans, roto, Binium Garma, and they just it didn't work out. Uh, but yeah, I think a pretty good season, and they got some new recruits coming in. But the first people, the people going out though, Odd Christian Iking, Benji to EF, Danny van Poppel. You mentioned this off air, and I, I checked it because I the, the UCI rankings always bemused me. He's a top thirty rider, Danny van Poppel in like a four week period. When most people probably thought the cycling season finished, racked up like six hundred UCI points, where he came like seventh at Paris-Bourges, one Bish Bishemay fourth at Euro-Metropole. he racked up so many points and he's gone. So I don't know whether they are where they are in that relegation battle, which maybe I don't think
1: point. so. I think they're above at this moment, safe? but I'm not one hundred percent sure. I uh, I checked it earlier. There's this guy on on Twitter, uh, Raul Bankeri. It's uh a Spanish guy, and he keeps track of like all the points and so forth. And I think I looked at it, and they were the 11th team on it. So on paper, if I recall correctly, 18 would be a World Touring. in 2023. That number could be wrong, because I don't have a godlike memory. But uh, yeah, they're certainly relatively safe compared to a lot of Sudal, who's in trouble.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's something to watch, and something that I kind of wish the UCI would be posting about, because... It's like a Premiership League table. It's like the Premier League. Maybe they are posting it somewhere and I'm just uh, an idiot. Certainly possible as well. Uh, but, yeah, the relegation down from World Tour is certainly certainly something to watch because that's going to be maybe even changing how teams select riders like a Danny Van Poppel, who we don't think is that good at winning races but is good at coming fourth in a lot of races. Yeah, other transfers for Intermarche uh, Outgoing is, or no, sorry, Daniel Paul Benji. Do you think that's a big miss for them? Or do you think, I don't think they're happy with this Tour de France?
1: I think it's a big miss when it comes to UCI points, as you mentioned. You mentioned it, how close he is in that top 30, but you got to realize that's above the likes of a Mark Cavendish, for example. So it's, it's quite crazy how many points he racked up, like you mentioned. I think that's going to cost them quite a bit if they do end up in that uh, UCI World Tour ranking battle for relegation.
0: Other riders gone is Jasper De Plus, retired. Alexander Evans, I think out of contract. Jeremy Bellico, Ludwig de Vinter, retired. Wesley Correa has gone to cover this. Riccardo Manali, the De beater, I don't know where he's going. It seems to be a question mark there still for him. Jonas Koch, de Bora, Peter van van Speerbroek, too. He's retired. Maris Lammertink, not sure where he's going, so... Yeah, the two good riders are Odd Christian Eich and Danny Van Poppel out the door, Who is probably two of their top five riders, I would say, pretty clearly, maybe even two of the top three. Uh, incoming Benji, Christoph, one-year deal. Alexander yep. Christoph, what do you make of that? Honestly, I think
1: it feels like a replacement for Danny Van Poppel. And when I yeah, look at point. their results throughout the season, I see that the likes of Van Poppel gets lots of close positions. Now, Christoph is... 69th on the world tour ranking so he doesn't have as many points at all but he's able to get top 15s at Paris-Roubaix for example where the likes of Van Poppel didn't so the question there is what does the team want he's got two stage wins at Deutschland tour as well those are victories those are victories at the dot pro level that we mentioned that I feel like they are lacking but if we then look at the rest of the season no world tour victory for Kristoff this season so Danny Van Poppel was able to win a, a World Tour race. Now, I do believe that Kristoff is able to win a World Tour race still, but it's getting harder and harder. Like The guy's not 20 anymore, so it's going to get tougher throughout the years to get that World Tour victory for him. I think he's going to get very similar results to Danny Van Poppel. The only difference is that he's six years older, and I, I'm not sure if it's uh, the perfect switch, to be honest. I feel like it's kind of a, a break-even between the two.
0: I think it's, yeah, as you say, Danny Van Poppel with a little bit more upside in terms of could he do the Christophe thing and just fluke a result. Like he won a Tour de France stage last year. He won the first stage of the Tour de France, took yellow jersey in 2020, not that long ago. And even before then, his wins had been, you know, that that was his only win in 2020. And in 2019, he won. I did win. Him, I don't know. He, he wins irregularly and then can rattle off a couple of world tour wins. I think it's a good signing. It's a one-year deal, so unless he intends to retire straight afterwards, he should be pretty motivated to perform straight away. Other riders include Dimitri Klais from Quebec Nextash. He was okay, Benji. I thought he was actually not a bad classics rider. 34-year-old experienced rider, 10th in Grand Prix de Voluny, 13th at Tour of Flanders. I think that's a great pickup.
1: I think that's also a great pickup. I think the are. Uh- He's getting a rider there that can definitely get quite a few extra points for this team. Now, honestly, the one thing that I'm lacking there is, for example, a lot of top 10 positions for this rider. I think he can be supportive. I think he got a great result a few years ago in RVV, by the way. But um, yeah, it's kind of that rider that can be supportive in races and could definitely get relatively far in a in kabul Classic. But I'm not sure he's going to be moving the needle in terms of victories.
0: I think top-tier Classics Domestique, if they want Kristoff to be their leader there, I think it's just an absolutely brilliant signing. He's coming from Quebec and the unfortunate negotiating reality is I I assume he's on very, very small amount of money. Uh, Other riders is Sven-Erik Bistrom, the Norwegian who comes with Kristoff, 29-year-old. Again, not a man who... He doesn't win much. He's never won a race apart from Norwegian national champs. I think he's, again, just a domestique for Kristoff, so that's fine. They're, they're putting a little team, mini-team around Kristoff. Two riders, Benji, from Lotto-Soudal, who were part of the problem at Lotto-Soudal. Kerbin Taysen, 23-year-old, who had uh, three years on Lotto-Soudal, and then Kobe Holsen's 25-year-old. They're coming over into Marche. I, I don't really see where the, the points are uh, here, and I don't even think these guys mm-hmm. are good enough to win World Tour races.
1: I don't believe they're good enough to win World Tour races here. I think Herman Tyson, irregularly has a, a top five sprint somewhere. That's I right. think he got close to a sprint in the Vuelta last year, second in a Vuelta stage, um, behind Pascal Ackermann, ahead of Max Kante. So not he's the biggest not competition there, but he's 23. But on the other hand, I am not sure considering this year if he's grown compared to the year before so that's sure. where i'm kind of like on the edge for him but i feel like it's a valuable transfer to try at least because yeah. if, you, if you got a guy that can sprint to second on a velta stage sure the velta sprint stages are not the best competition in the world but that means he can do it in dot pro races as well in my opinion then kobe galsons he's a bit of an odd fish isn't he because i feel like in the giro last year we saw him quite a bit where we saw him attacking pretty early was it on was it 2019 or 2020 on the Aetna stage? Aetna
0: 2020, yeah.
1: Yeah, 2020, where he attacked early and then uh, no, plenty of stuff happened on there, but he didn't get too much that out of that that was van Hulker.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was him too. All, <laughs> all these Belgians, they're all the same. I swear he did a break. Some, I swear he's done something. You're right,
1: damn it. <laughs> I, I don't even know anymore. I think in the Vuelta, he did similar stuff then, but he was actually pretty consistent in the Vuelta of uh, 2020, getting 20 fold in GC. So I think he's a decent climber. He just needs to get past the barrier of actually delivering a result, because that's quite kind of important.
0: Uh, I think he's terrible, and he wouldn't be in world tour <laughs> level if he wasn't Belgian. No, he's he's awful. Like he's 25. Giro, he was in a break to Guardia Sanframondi. The finish was a 3.1 k, six and a half percent climb, and he got dropped by Nelson Oliveira, Nicky Assant, Giovanni Carboni. And, yeah, he lost, like, 20 seconds to Nicky Assant on a 3K, 6%. Maybe they attacked before, but, yeah. The, the reason Kobe Hossens is a breakaway winning rider, this was maybe the weakest. No, no, Victor Lafayette, is OK rider, but, like, he's no he's no world beater. This was maybe the weakest break in a Grand Tour stage with a softish finish we'll, we saw this year, and he wasn't top five in it, in, in a, where he should be really, like. Yeah, so you can get results and most of the time people be out of world tour with that sort of year at twenty five years old and I don't I don't think it'll be good next year. Barnabas Peak has come in from bike exchange, the Hungarian was struggling to get a contract, twenty three years old. I think the LPD Twitter account's done a bit of digging on him and he is of the belief and I sort of agree that he's got really good data and was being limited at bike exchange and he's got some really good numbers and he points to, he pointed to the Settimana Mana Italiana race, new one where this guy Barnabas Peak came second in a flat sprint behind Pascal Ackerman with, with good numbers and um, he's 23. So yeah. And, and, but the reason he's being signed obviously is because he's Hungarian they go going to the Giro. He's on a one-year prove-it yeah. prove it deal. So I don't, I don't mind it, Benji. I assume it's on the minimum or something close to it.
1: I don't mind it either. I do believe that he's gone somewhat stagnated over the last couple of years. Perhaps it's indeed related to the team he was on, but uh, I'm still like, I'm hungry to see more because he hasn't proven himself, and that's why he gets that one-year deal uh, to prove it, I guess. But to be honest, like it's crazy how being Hungarian can get you a one-year deal that gets you straight to the Giro, to be honest.
0: That's why Bike Exchange signed him, I think, or partly why. And then the, the Grande Partenza got delayed in <laughs> the Giro in Hungary. And now it's he's sort of got another contract, a lifeline. And I think he might prove it. I think he might, again, he's a quick – this is what we're saying. We've, we've kept saying this in the offseason, Benji, and you reminded me because I was, I was a bit low on curve and taste and then you brought me back and I realized this guy actually can get you some points. I guess their idea is let's get some average quick guys. We got a lot of these sprint races. Barnabas Peak can get some opportunities to go for sprints. Herbertasen, Christoph, etc. No harm in getting these quick guys because they got plenty of races to send them to. Uh, other transfers: Julius Johansen from Uno X, a Danish guy. Benji told me I think he's the track guy from the British, where the British team tried to like. I don't know what happened in the, well, in the Olympics, Benji. Is this guy? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's indeed
1: that guy. A guy that crashed because I think the Brits rode straight into them or the other way around? No, My no, memory is completely slow. lacking. And, uh, okay, yeah. The, the, the Danish guys rode into the Brits and he was the guy that rode into the Brits uh, because they were still on the road because, uh, well, that's the case. Because the race stops, I think, when you catch the others, but they literally caught them too physical. But... That aside, I believe that this guy is a pretty uh, pretty strong rider. I don't believe he's proven himself completely yet. I do believe that he's got a pretty damn good engine, 22 years old. And by the tour Espoir result, I, I'm not sure that's really the, the thing I'm looking for, to be honest. But I feel like he's got a decent TT. But then the question is, can he get that somewhere in different types of races? Because being strong in a time trial... Scenario is great and all, but I'd rather see you be able to do good in other races as well and at the moment. I'm not completely sure that's there yet.
0: I think it's a decent signing, like track guy coming across, good upside, young. Obviously, you know, as Ben you said, if you you can't be a TT specialist on Intermarché, they don't have the budget, the equipment is is no good. Uh other riders is Laurence Wies, Belgian from Bingo Bingo Al, sorry, nearly pronounced it incorrectly. Uh, oh. twenty-three years old. I don't know who he is. Uh, he attacked
1: maybe. in LBL on oh was it Ladeduto or something at some point? Just before Carapaz went, I think. Or he wasn't at the break in LBL. I remember his name.
0: Okay. Maybe he's Loïc Feligan two point oh. Don't think he'll move the needle. And then Hugo Page or Page from uh the Conti team, the FTJ Conti team, he's twenty and yeah. he has some Sprint. Is he a sprinter? Okay.
1: Uh he's got a sprint. Uh, I'm not sure he's a complete sprinter, but he had a decent sprint in a Tour de Royloir, which is, the, is a dot two race for uh mostly youngsters to be honest. But um I haven't seen the craziest results either like top 10s in the likes of uh, uh Conti sprints and ah uh, yeah. I don't think he's going to move the needle, but the guy's only like 20, so he's got time to prove himself. I'm just feeling like there's other talent out there that I would have signed instead.
0: All right. Now we're going to move on to their goals for next year and the teams they should put uh, together to construct to achieve those goals. Now, correction from the producer the UCI rankings. So the 19th ranked team gets booted and they can't get a World Tour license in 2023. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Intermarché yeah. okay. at the moment are 17th on 9,005 points. Arkea 18th, just over the. Above the uh, relegation zone on 8697. I was
1: slightly off, only slightly.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I think well, you, you said they were safe. They, are, they were safe this year. Coffertus are uh, currently the first relegated team at 8287, and Lotto at 7935. Quebec are gone already. The, question, the problem is, Benji, I think Lotto, a lot went wrong for them this year, and I, I don't expect them to be that low next year, although I, they, I think they should pick up Pots of Vivo just to be safe, but don't say that for them, just because he accrues a some points, but goals for this team into Marche Benji, first of all, it's survival. It has to be um, in getting as many points as possible, and then the second is trying to pick up some World Tour wins along the way, which they were trying to do this year. They have Valerio uh, Piva, I think, one of the DS seems quite bright. So that's how we're constructing the teams or the lens, which I'm looking sort of through it at. Uh, so the classics team, Benji, for 2022, Alexander Kristoff, Sven-Erik Bistrom, Dimitri Klaes, Emil Hent, and um, there was one other guy I was going to send. Anyone else that can do classics Baptist plank cart?
1: Would you send Girma? My-
0: Depends on I would. the which sort of races, like RVV.
1: Come on, send them to RVV, man. Let's do
0: it. Maybe Adrian Adrian Petit's come from Total, team direct energy, he's thirty-one. from the uh, horn
1: to uh to obey is one that I would definitely do.
0: Yeah, true. I think they got a decent decent classics team with I think there might be a group of ten in Can Fablehem you like, oh how how is Dimitri close and yeah. Alexander Kristoff here. That's not bad. Just like a kind of available him, they had Danny Van Poppel. Uh, Boy Van Poppel's still here, Benji. He didn't go with his brother, which I thought was illegal in, in cycling. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's not. <laughs> uh, I but, think uh, he, did, he did all the classics this year, so maybe he'll go too. Yeah, I'd expect
1: him to, but I feel like he's more leaning into a domestique role. 12th in Duars of and though, but that's also uh, one of the least interesting cobble classics out there in my eyes. So, uh, yeah, it's not going to move the needle but he can definitely be a domestique. That's what I dare to say. Like a, a Pasqualon could also go to Hentwebelheim or a Kurna stuff like that but I think we're like scrapping the bottom of the barrel if we start looking like uh, looking at riders like that to be honest.
0: Pascalon was a little bit disappointing. Uh, no he's okay at The Giro he got a fifth but yeah I think he'll go to the Giro and focus on that. He did the early classics like Fableham and E3 did not do Rvv, Their Giro team, Benji. We've looked at the Giro parkour. I think it has to be stage hunting again. I think Tarko again is, is a risk. <laughs> I would send Rain Tarame, Tarko van der um and... Germay, first stage, Pink come True, Yep, yep. Lorenzo Rota, he's Italian and punchy. Germay, Clinton Hermans, and George Zimmerman. I'd send their stack team
1: okay yeah I don't, I don't believe that this team should send someone for gc they might actually end up having like one rider that might try to go for top 15 but i wouldn't do so i would dare to say go for those breakaway stage you were good at it in the giro and the volta last year and it got you two world tour wins in grand tours which is bloody splendid so that's what i'm looking at there my question for you is we've got Christoph in this team the Giro has more sprint stage than the Tour, or would you send him to the Tour because there is a cobble stage in there?
0: He's got to go Tour. He has to. Like He's got those – it could be rainy. got those crosswind stages. He has to go Tour, and he's going to focus on classics. I think it's – he can't go to the Giro, especially when the Giro opens up with those punchy yeah. uphill finish. And they they actually I – tw- I tweeted this at the time. They have a top three or four team for that first stage to take yellow. They have a realistic chance of getting it if they actually line it all up correctly with – Fliegen, Zimmerman, Rota, Clinton Hermans, Germay. Maybe they send back Lance Benji. He's still on the team um, as well for some break experience. He did. Uh, you hey, oh, did the tour this year. Maybe he goes to the tour. I, I think they should be pretty happy and then Pascal on for the sprints or is there any other sprints? You- oh, no. Um, Peek has to go. Peek's going because that's why yeah. they signed him. Yeah, you're right. He deserves to be there. So would you send Peek for sprints or Pascal on?
1: I would send. I would not send Payak for a, for a sprint. I'm going to keep calling him Payak instead of Pink, but <laughs> unless he reaches peak form. But um, uh, I don't trust Payak's sprint yet. That one result doesn't shine to me as, I'm going to send him to the Giro as sprinter. That's not enough for me. Possible what have, it
0: is. They also have Simone Patelli, who's 28, sort of GC guy, won Ronda Lazard six years ago. Maybe he goes to the Giro as a... Token, trying to get a top 15, top 10 GC. But the course kind of suits Louis Menkes as well. Tour de France, Benji, I think will be Louis Mankeys, Christophe, Sven-Erik Bistrom, Dimitri Klaes, Jan Bacalantz, and uh, who else Who else is on this team? That's about it, really. I'd, yeah, it's, think, it's quite
1: difficult to, uh, yeah. to form a Tour de France team, in my opinion, in this one. But, um, yeah, looking at the parkour of the tour, I would also just say go for stage wins, you know? Like, you've got Kristoff there for the sprints with Bistram surrounding him, like like we mentioned earlier. And I believe that the rest of the squad would likely be indeed a Bacalons, perhaps an M8 again, stuff like that for the cobble stage and so forth. Um, I don't know. I feel like the Giro and the Velt are easier to win stages because Pogaccio wants to win mountain stages in the Tour de France. Um... I think you just fill it up with a Taco Van der Horn for that Gobble stage.
0: Yeah, but he's done. The, he's done the Giro. Maybe uh, he probably won't actually fit in that Giro team. Maybe I'm wrong in that sense. And they send Taco with Christophe and Co for the to the Tour de France. I don't know where Mankeys is going to what what races he's going to do because the TT is obviously terrible or not great, and the Giro has no TTK. case. that's what I'm trying to figure out. But Louis Mankeys is usually paired with Jan Hirst, Jan Herdt still good. Remember that that pool he did in the uh, Comunitaria this year. I think Mankeys and Herdt also fill up this team for sort of some GC action as well. Well, uh, to Benji, same team. Uh, actually, <laughs> well, no, no, not same team. Mankeys uh Taco, Herbert, and then I'd actually Goldustins. I'll be that's the Are you yeah. saying it or not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he has to. Would you send Germain to the Vuelta or where there's some a lot of finishes that sometimes suit him and particularly this year, or would you uh try and get him to clean up points at these all these like Italian dot pro races?
1: I go for Italian classics because, because I wouldn't Great. send the twenty-one year old to two Grand Tours, as simple as that.
0: You know what I like. You know I like to load him up Engie. and just three t- Grand Tours <laughs> for Germain. <Guillermo. laughs> so I think They've got to be careful with the relegation, obviously, and I think the races we've spoken about are not the important ones. The important ones for them getting results is like Elfstead and Ronda, Euro-Metropole Tour, not the big races, but it's important that they are getting top fives at those races to accrue as many points as possible uh, for next year. So I think Christophe has a lot of – I think he should have a big workload and they need the other fast guys like Pascualon pay arc, uh etc to be delivering and yeah what do you because the thing is drain time a great stage win you don't actually get that many points for a stage win in a grand tour that's, yeah. that's the problem with the system um and yeah, they, the they, they need monkeys in that sense they need mankeys to top two top 10 a couple of <laughs> world tour stage races top,
1: <laughs> two. top two would be kind of difficult yeah. but uh I, I do believe that top 10 a uh, world tour races would be nice it's not going to be easy for mankeys though He's kind of slowly tried to make his way back, but he hasn't really reached it, in my opinion. And again, he was about to uh, get relatively close in that Vuelta. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I feel like you're right that he should get those top 10 results, but would you go for GC with the monkeys in both the Giro and the Vuelta, or would you send him to one Grand Tour?
0: To be honest, like the, the way to get the points would be Giro, because Giro, he could... Top 10 at the tour is hard. Like it's really, you know, you got David Godu going for top 10 and he's like in the 8th to 10th region, whereas the Giro d'Italia, there's a steeper drop-off from 6th to 10th and a steeper minute drop-off often, not always the case, but same with the welter So I think Giro, if you want to get the most points, Giro, welter how that fits in with stage hunting ambitions, I'm not sure. Lorenzo Rota, they're going to want to see him keep improving. Now, again, they did send him to the right races and accrued a lot of points, like with Van Poppel at the end of the year or or sort of after the midpoint. He came fourth in San Sebastian, 220 points, and then six top tens in these Italian dot pro 1-1 races that we keep mentioning, you know, scoring hundreds and hundreds of points. So Rota is important for them as well at those races. And, yeah, I think... But still, it's going to be it's going to be a battle for them. What are you onto the hot takes, Benji, or maybe Ooh. our predictions? Three World Tour wins this year, which two of which were Tarko, zero break and then Benelux Tour breakaway. One other World Tour win, the Welter stage win, and then some dot one wins. I'm setting the over under at two and a half World Tour wins.
1: I'm going who? I'm going over. I believe in get My.
0: Going under, ah, uh, I know I'm going under, but I think they will be broadly more successful, as in, <laughs> or maybe just the same success. Um, in the form of
1: Groupama, where they don't have Grand Tour wins, but lots of but Pro wins, or what?
0: Yeah, just like lots of top three, top fours at these uh, smaller races because that makes sense to focus on. And I think, I think Louis Mankey's top tens is a Grand Tour. Uh, but we need to go some. We've been, we got some feedback, Benji. The hot takes are not hot enough. They need to be just bordering on lunacy. Although I maintain Masnada over Almeida for the Giro GC is a pretty hot take, given that one guy just got paid probably over 2 million euro and one is not being paid too, <laughs> near 2 million euro. What's, what's the hottest take I can get? I think Alexander Kristoff uh, will podium a monument. Ah, it's not that hot. I think Bini think takes Germai Stage 1. I think, B- 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 I think that's hot one. in
1: 2022, to be honest.
0: Yeah. It's not it's flaming been... hot, though. I think f- uh gets the Malia Rosa Stage one Shiro. I hope so, but I'm
1: leaning towards just winning a Grand Tour stage.
0: That's not that's hot. That's my
1: not. hot no. uh, Come on. Okay. He will top five a <laughs> monument.
0: George Zimmerman will be one of the World Tour wins the German 24-year-old, one of the two I think they will get. And I think that Kobe Holsens will be <laughs> <laughs> – no, nah, that's just mean. I'm not going to say it. Um, I think, <laughs> you can't say E and then leave B and said. I think uh, Jan Hirt will win the other World Tour race. No, that means Gimma is 1-1. Jeez, my mass now – the maths not adding up. Um, I don't know. Do you think this team gets relegated, Benji? I don't. Really? So you think they'll be above Cofidis and above Lotto Soudal? So that's the team construction problem with Lotto, is what you're seeing, in that they literally have no other. There's no other points really apart from there's Wellens, Dehent, Ewan, and then Ewan. nothing.
1: There's a few arts points out there, perhaps, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like Christoph can get regular top ten. Places in these dot one races that will get a lot of points while Ewan will just not go there.
0: Exactly. And like you look at like, yeah, some of the smaller races, Ewan doesn't care. I think Christoph is going to be uh a top top twenty rider in terms of UCI points, maybe even top fifteen. I think he's gonna just accrue so many for this team. Uh but in terms of taking a jersey, I think hopefully Binium Germai takes it. But yeah. Interesting to see where this project goes with Intermarché. They're slowly accruing some good riders, but there's still a lot of riders not really contributing at World Tour level on the team. The transfers for next year, maybe they'll try and fill out that slot and get a better GC rider. But otherwise, we hope you enjoy this preview of Intermarché, Wanty Gobert, kind of a fan favourite for some people. Uh, this year, the plucky underdogs, everyone loves Taco van der Horn as well. MVP stealing Antwerp Port Epic from him. And uh, we'll see you with the next team maybe just before the new year. Until then, ciao.